0: Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen.
1: This morning, we're really excited to have our three missionaries back, and uh, Yvonne's going to tell you a little bit about them right now.
2: Well, it's been a pleasure. All I can say is these girls are amazing. We've watched them from little bitty grow up into young women and we sent them off excited about what God was going to do in their lives and he's done a lot. Um, I will mention that we found out last Sunday that they were doing a commissioning service for them on Tuesday evening. They hadn't told us because they said they would found out last minute and they didn't want to put pressure on anybody. But I just, I happened to be going to Kansas City to see my sister. Well, that's five hours. That's a whole lot closer than 16 hours. (laughs) So it worked out to where as soon as I landed in Kansas City, I got a car and I drove straight down and pulled in just as it was getting ready to start. So I had the privilege of watching these girls get commissioned. Words were spoken over you and don't you ever let them go. I remember when I was a little girl and I got the Holy Spirit, and my pastor said, don't ever let that go. And I'm saying the same thing to you. The words that were spoken into you, don't you ever let it go. Don't let man or circumstances ever bring doubt that those were not your words. We love you. So proud to be a part of your life.
1: Thank you, Yvonne. These girls came over. We had them over Friday night for dinner. They had some Indian tacos, and they loved those. And then we went through exactly what God had given them to say this morning. I'm not sure they expected uh, what I asked them to do, but after they had uh, basically told me, I said, okay, now you're going to actually preach that to me. And each one of them did that Friday night, and I know they are ready to speak to you this morning. I think they're starting with a PowerPoint. So ladies, come forward, Ava, Haley, Bailey. Come on, make them feel welcome. Welcome home.
3: Good morning, church family. It's good to be back home. Um, I just want to say thank you on behalf of all three of us for your support, whether it was through prayer or through money. Thank you so much. It really was a life-changing thing. Uh, We have a PowerPoint for you guys. We have pictures um, that just kind of follow through kind of the beginning of the summer, what we were doing. Um, If you don't know, we actually took a little road trip with pastors. We got into the big old RV and we drove all the way to Oklahoma. You can go to the next slide. Um, And that was a whole lot of fun. There it is. (laughs) We took a road trip with pastors. Um, We went kind of sightseeing. We got to see a lot of cool stuff. If you go to the next slide, um, this is pastor's old house right there. And we got to see all the acres of land and all that good stuff. We got on a tractor, four wheelers, you know, real country. Um, It was a lot of fun. (laughs) Next slide, please.
4: Okay,
0: so we started in Oklahoma, where we had just constant pouring into us with different sessions and different teachings and devotionals, just pretty much from the morning till late afternoon every day, which was really cool. And in this slide, there's a lot of pictures from our church tour that we did. They took us to three different churches in one day. There was one at like eight, and then like ten in one. Um, And they were all different styles of churches, and there's a lot of pictures from that, but they were all really cool.
4: This This is just more pictures of our internship in the beginning when they were sewing into us. We are very thankful and blessed for all the IPH leaders who sewed into all of their best pieces of advice before we went off for the summer to do missions. And these are a few pictures of us just kind of having a good time while we were touring around in the IPHC headquarters.
3: Yep, and then the first place that we went to was California. And there we got to do a lot of cool stuff with John and Erica Campbell. Um, We got to do a girls' conference, a lot of kids' ministry with the homeless ministries that they already work with. If we go to the next one. Um, That board right there is quite funny. That's like our brainstorming process of us building and preparing the service ourselves. They took us to a lot of different places as well. We got to see the Griffith Observatory. We got to go to the beach as well on our one free day, okay? Our free days were very limited, but when we had free days, they took good care of us. Um, Then the next place we went to was, oh, travel days. Oh, you see that? That is the stranger on Bailey's suitcase.
4: Amy from Madison, Wisconsin.
3: (laughs) These are some of our travel days. Then the picture right next to it, where it's like the three of us, we're actually holding hands, this is takeoff. We're all holding hands and if you look closely, I have my eyes closed and I'm praying because that that takeoff was a little rusty, okay? Um, Then the next place we went to was Peru.
4: In Peru, first we went to Puerto Maldonado, and this was our 15-hour travel day, three hours of sleep, and five more hours of travel to Puerto Maldonado, and we were able to do a lot of ministry with neighboring impoverished neighborhoods to the land that they're developing a missionary school. So we got to help prepare the land for the missionary school and also do a kids camp with the partnering or the nearby neighborhoods. I think the
3: next slide is that the services and the stuff that we did on the land, and then one more is Puerto Maldonado, the school.
0: Also when we were in Puerto Maldonado, we got to go to a school twice, we went two separate days, and we basically just, we got to speak to the kids through these skits that we did that were really funny and really cool and had a cool message behind each one and afterwards we had a chance to pray over them if they wanted to and the cool thing was like, almost every single one of them came up to be prayed for um, at those services which was really cool um, and we got to tr- speak to them or at least try to speak to them as good as we could in our, at least our limited knowledge of Spanish but that was, that was really cool
3: Yeah. Oh, this is a little bit of the land on there. Just please keep that image of me on the land in mind. It's a special tool that will help you later on for when I'm talking. Um, But I have a rake in that, like, picture where it's a group of us. But that was us tending to the land. Um, Pretty sure after this, we went to Rome, I do believe. Yes, we went to Rome. (laughs) there we got to partner with an IPHC church. I don't know if you guys knew that, but there's an IPHC church in Rome, and we got to help them out, uh, which was pretty cool. They did a bit of outreach, and then we did a lot of sightseeing, which is what the next slide is. We got to see a lot of cool places in Rome, so that was a whole lot of fun. Um, And then we went to Hungary.
4: In Hungary... 40 years ago, there was a communist atmosphere. And so, or, well, there was communism. And now there's still a lingering effect on all of the families and people who live there in Hungary. So our ministry there was a lot different. It was more relationship-based rather than just asking if they need prayer and sharing Jesus straight up. It was more, let's have a coffee and play some chess and talk about life and see how you are doing. And so it was pretty awesome. And we got to make some long-lasting connections with them. Next one I think is also a sightseeing day. Yeah. And we were able to do the sightseeing day with the students, so it was another bonding opportunity to grow our relationships with them even deeper. Mm. Okay.
3: Yeah. That
0: was it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's our team. I think is that the first day, Eva? That's the last day. I meant the first picture. Yeah. No. Both of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Both of that is the last day and those are the other interns that we were with. Um, Addie, and Tanner, and Victoria. I'm somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Hi, my name's Haley. So before I get into what the Lord did for me this summer, I'm going to share a little bit about why I decided to go. So I mainly went into this summer looking for growth, looking to be stretched and pulled out of my comfort zone to be able to be a better servant when I came back, back home. Um, And I knew that if I didn't force myself out of where I was comfortable, that I would never get out of it. So this summer, God used me in a lot of new ways, a lot of ways that I was not comfortable with at first. but. That is why I went, so it was good. It's kind of like the comfort zone I had to get out of years ago with the singing, because I used to be terrified of the singing, and pastor would have to bribe me every single Sunday with Mose to come up here and sing. So this time I went willingly, and it was really good. Um, So the main overall thing that I will use to sum up what the Lord showed me over and over and over again in several different ways was that he is able and um, in areas where i alone will fail he helps me through Um, it's like where it says in second corinthians 12 8 through 10 i will read it that three times i pleaded with the lord to take it away from me but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And the truth that was in this verse, was just made more and more evident as the summer went on from the very first few days to literally the very last day of the internship. So I'm going to go through a little bit of what the Lord did for me this summer that helped me to realize that with him I am capable. So the very first thing that he did was deal with an issue of fear it that absolutely needed to be dealt with quickly because it was what prepared me for the rest of the summer going out. I came into the internship personally holding on to a lot of fear, specifically a fear of speaking, and it was something that used to terrify me that I would always say no to pastor would always ask if I would speak constantly, and I would always say no pretty much immediately. So I guess now I won't do that as much. But um, the first couple days, Um, where did it go? The first few days of the summer, I'd been struggling just a little bit, well, little bit because we would have pretty much back-to-back sessions every day where they were teaching us they were really good but they were in a very much sharing environment and I do not like sharing so I was having a bit of a hard time and eventually one night it reached a point where I was very scared but also very very sick of being scared and it just so happened to be after a discussion about if you're struggling with something to go to someone and tell someone Um, because they can either they can pray for you, they can be an accountability partner for you, they could be whatever else that you need them to be. And an issue that you're struggling with can go from being a five-year struggle to maybe a five-day struggle. Not saying that it's other people that heal you, because it's not. God is the one that heals you. But confessing something that you struggle with to someone else brings it out of that dark place and into the light where it can be dealt with and done with which is what it says in James 5.16, which I will also read. Um, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. It's even in the Bible, so I highly recommend. Um, so that's what I did. God's timing was like perfect with this. I went to Eva, and I spoke to her, and I told her what had been going on, and I was mess. I was crying, just very over the situation. So we talked about it and then we prayed over it. And then from that moment on, the fear was completely gone, which was cool. (laughs) And the mindset i had had before completely turned around. I went from looking at the opportunities to speak as being like the worst possible thing in the world that I did not want to do to looking at each one as Um, an opportunity to grow, and an opportunity to trust God to make a way for me and to give me the words that I needed to say. Um, And it really gave a whole new emphasis to the I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me verse in Philippians 4.13, because all things began to include public speaking this summer. Um, So that night and conversation were very vital to the remainder of what happened in the summer, because... This summer, there were definitely plenty of opportunities to speak. A couple, well, I guess a lot that I will share is like, we shared daily in sessions or devotionals, just what we were thinking or feeling. We led devotionals. We taught kids. We gave testimonies at different things. We would pray for people. We would go door knocking, which we, that used to scare me, but that's actually kind of fun. Um, so lots of different things where you, can, you, you have to speak at. Um, and the Lord helped me through each one of those, and I would try to stay in the mindset that I had gotten at the beginning of the summer to that um, thinking that, Lord, this is an opportunity. What is it that you want me to say? And he helped me, and um, I was okay and had peace in doing the things that I usually would not be able to do. Um, I also, in this, had to learn to not be insecure in what I had to say. Cause it doesn't matter like how much or how little or how long or how short what you have to say is because each person speaks in a different way and says things differently and sometimes people need to hear things one way over another so the way each person says something is valuable and I had to learn that too. And one more thing that happened at the beginning of the summer that I thought was really cool was an illustration that one of our leaders, Seth, showed us. He had us write out our name with our dominant hand, and then he had us write it out with our non-dominant hand. And you would look at the one with your dominant hand, and it looked nice, and it looked pretty, at least for most people. It looks nice and pretty and comfortable, because you've been doing it forever. But you look at this hand, and it's kind of a mess, kind of uncomfortable, because you don't do that for most people. but you can still tell that it's your name. And he compared it to ministry and how the areas where you're comfortable, they may look like really pretty and nice because you're comfortable doing those things, but even if you do it with the other hand, if you go into an area where you maybe don't serve as much, you can still do it. It may look a little bit messy at first, but you can, you can still do it. And that was an encouragement to me as well. Um uh, <laughs> Okay. Another Another way that the Lord showed me how much I needed him was through my private time with him. um, In the sense that there was a very noticeable difference in the times where I did and did not have my time spent with the Lord. Because without him, it's really easy to start to feel down or to start to feel empty, even though you're doing ministry pretty much every day, all day long. Um, it doesn't replace your time or relationship with God. That's basically just a works-based faith, which that's, that's no good. That doesn't do you any good. Um, and they definitely told us so many times how important having your time with him would be, and I learned that that was true. Um, because you, you can't pour into other people if you yourself are empty so you have to take the time to fill back up and that's something that i brought home with me was to try to start each day in the word so you can fill up for the rest of the day so you don't start the day like maybe angry or sad cause, and that's just going to get worse throughout the day um and it's something that's so simple yet so vital that god also used to show me how much i need him and how without him i basically don't have anything. Um, Another simple way that God showed me was through sickness. Um, I was sick for a couple of weeks on this trip, first with really bad tonsillitis and then like a full body rash from Peru that nobody could really figure out. Um, I had three different doctor's visits and was on so many medications It, it was ridiculous and none of them were doing any good at that point. There was two nights in Peru that I just wanted to get on a plane and fly back home because I was so over it. Um, but then we started praying over it with our team and with our leaders. And one day, we weren't even really thinking about it, but we noticed that it was significantly better than it had been previously. And then over the next couple days, it was completely healed, which was really cool. And just another way of God saying I can help you through each situation. Um, The last thing that I'll share about was really cool because it's the thing that happened on our very last day. Um, It was really awesome because about a week prior to that in Hungary, one of the interns in Hungary because they have an internship over there too, gave a devotional about How God wasn't done just because it was the last couple days, last couple weeks, and to not check out because He wants to work until the very last day, until the very last moment, and she she was right. So I had a bit, I had a thought process going on happening that I won't share, but that had I had been hurt by for a good little bit, and basically I was just believing lies of the enemy. And on the very last day, I had my debriefing, which is where they take each one of us individually and we speak to Madeline and Betsy, or in Tanner's case, Madeline and Seth, so there was guy. Um, And they just talk about the summer with you and what you thought and how you felt. And um, in our conversation, one of the leaders, Betsy, she started sharing some of the lies of the enemy as it related to the thing that I was struggling with that I had told her about. And as I was listening, I, Um, realized that I'd been believing every single one and so at that point God began to break me down and they prayed over me and spoke to me about it which helped a lot Um, and I left the room a lot lighter because it was something I was warring with internally all summer long not knowing really what to do about it so that conversation was very necessary and really cool that it was on the very last day I didn't think that much would be happening on the last day but I left the summer not knowing exactly what God wants me to do next. I don't have a set do this next thing. But something that we were told in Peru was to not worry about the final destination, but to worry about each step, each day, and just focusing on God and following him and using that time as preparation for whatever he has ahead of you. And eventually you're going to get there. So those were just a few of the biggest things. There was definitely other things that he showed me, but those were the main, like, big that I could sum up, that I was showed this summer. He showed me that where I'm weak, he is strong, and he will help me through any and every seemingly impossible situation. So, thank you.
3: Hi, guys. (laughs) Um, My name is Ava, and again, I just want to say Thank you. I wanna share a quick little testimony. So this internship was an answered prayer for me. About two years ago in 2021, I wrote down in my notes app, God, I wanna be a part of a movement or an organization that allows me to travel and share your word. And two years later, here I am. I really had separated this summer for something. I didn't know what, but I already knew that this summer, I'm, I'm gonna do something for you. So going on this internship was just an answer prayer and it was just straight from God. Um, But like Haley said, there's a lot of little details. There's a lot of things, and I could probably stand up here and talk about them like for a really long time. But I've tried to just sum it up into what I think were the main things that God was doing, the main things that he said. Um, But first things first, Um, I've noticed that anytime we are going to do something big, something kind of hard has to happen beforehand. We usually have to go through a process or a trial or something before we can do the thing that God has called us to do. So within the first week of us being in Oklahoma, which was all the sessions and all that stuff, we had a day of fasting and prayer and they gave us an outline of things that we should be praying for and one of the things on there was unforgiveness because for me god has always worked in my heart that is something that i really have always struggled with with unforgiveness bitterness forgiving others and then forgiving myself and i knew that that was i thought that that would come up but i didn't think it would come up that much but within the first week i just prayed the prayer i was like god take away any unforgiveness, take away any bitterness, and take it from the root. And this was like the first week in Oklahoma, because I was like, I don't know if there is something on there that I don't know about, but God reveal it and show it so that it can be taken away. Um, And then when we went to Peru, we have devotionals every day. One of the pastors was giving a devotional, and guess what it was on? It was on the heart so I'm listening to him talk, and I'm like, wow, I really relate to this. Because he started talking about how there are things in our past that can affect our future if left unchecked, you know, things that we don't realize, that we don't think about, those things can crawl back up, and it can grow, and it can come back to us in the future. So he's talking about the heart, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't say anything. I don't say anything during the entire devotional, okay? Okay lunch comes by and i just so happen to sit at the table with him okay and the thing that i've learned about being around ministers and leaders and missionaries is that you never know when you're going to be pulled aside for a very deep conversation like i did not think that i was going to be talking about my heart over a plate of chicken okay so he asks me he's like i saw you this morning you looked like you were meditating you looked like you really ministered you so how was it? What, what what did God say to you? And I just start talking. Like I, I pour myself out in a way that I've never opened up to anybody. So I just start talking and talking and the Lord guides him to something that had happened when I was like five. You know, stuff that I didn't even remember. Stuff that I didn't think really mattered. And he was like, maybe that's something that you need to talk to God about then. And that day just really it just really made me understand that even if there are things that we don't know about it can still affect us so god really answered the prayer of reveal those things that even i don't know about search my heart o oh god and that day just really like opened it up for me and i had my talk with god about that and then in hungary this was again another time of devotional and something that The Awakening does is that they give us chapters to read every week. So the chapter that we had read that week was on pride. And it was about our dark side. And it was kind of the same theme, how things in our past or the way that we grow up or the way that we are shaped can affect, obviously, the way that we are now. Our dark side, why we may not want to be around people, why we lean towards this. And again, as we're, as they're going through all this, I'm like... See, this day was where it got really uncomfortable for me because I was like, God, you are bringing this up again because I know that I struggle with pride. I think that was my prayer every day. I was like, Lord, help me because I'm around all these people and sometimes it was just a, ugh. But during that day in Hungary, one of our leaders, what she had said was that once God starts the process, it just keeps unraveling. And it just keeps going, like he will go deeper and deeper and deeper. And again, during that day, I realized that this is going to be a never ending process for me. I remembered about four years ago when that process started and how hard it was for me to come to understand or come to terms with the fact that I need to not only forgive others, but I need to forgive myself. And that was probably the hardest thing for me to get through. And he did it again over the summer, Was just reminded me that my heart is going to be a continual process and it's, he's just going to keep unraveling. This, this year, it was one layer. Next year, it might be two more layers because that's just, it's the way that he works. But as he was doing that, it reminded me of a word that had been given to me back in Peru. So remember how I showed you guys a picture of me with the rake? When we were tending to the land. Well, my job with the rake was that I had to like throw it and dig up the roots. And I had to like give all of my might to get all those roots out and flatten and prepare the land. Well, Pastor David Hodges said to me, the same way that you were tending to the land is the same way that God is tending to your life. <laughs> and so. God was taking out things from the roof and he was preparing my heart for what was to come, which leads me to my next point. A really big thing that God spoke to me was that I am in a time of preparation. Um, I'm about to start college in the fall, well, really in a couple weeks. Um, and I know that that was the right next step. And that was just confirmed over the summer that I am here to learn. One of our leaders told me in the beginning that she prayed over each and every one of the interns, and the word that she had for me was, that, was learn, learning. And that was something that God just was very evident about, that I am to be like a sponge and just absorb everything from everybody. And something that really stuck out to me, one of our sessions was with the past director of The Awakening, and his session was on the journey to becoming a leader. And what he said was, you want to be in the room where it happens. And that really stuck out to me because I felt it as though God's saying that you need to be around people who are doing what you want to do. You need to be around people who are doing what you are called to do so that you can learn from them, soak in what they're doing so that you can be prepared for what I have called you to do. And as he was telling me that the word preparation At the same time, he was also reminding me why he placed gifts and talents in me. Because I came into the internship also wondering why. Like, God, why am I the way that I am? Not like in a bad sense, but just, I genuinely wanted to know. Like, why did you make me like this? Why is my character this way? Why do I like this? Why do I like that? And he just told me like, I put them in there for a reason. I put them there because that's gonna help you for your purpose later on. Which leads me to my next thing. God really reminded me that he chose me, that he elected me. Because again, that was something that I was struggling with, I didn't understand. I didn't get why, why me? Why me when this person is so much more capable? Why me when this person can do it so much better? You know, why? And he said it over and over again, I chose you like, you can't, you can't argue with God when he tells you that, you know, I chose you. And that was probably one of the things that ministered me the most, was just knowing that God, it's crazy to think about it. God is so big and so great, but it's, he's so personal at the same time that he goes to each and every one of us and he says, I picked you. And that probably was one of the things that impacted me the most even till the very last day in the last few weeks, he was just saying that again, I picked you for a reason. And, um, I was able to see that I was able to look back in the summer and the ways that he used me. Um, when we were in California, they have a very big Hispanic community and I got the opportunity to pray for one of the ladies. And as I was praying for her, she just like completely opened up. Like she, started telling me all of her struggles, everything that she had been going through. And we got to, and I got to pray for her even more after that. It was just a really great conversation. And when we were in Peru, um, I got the opportunity to kind of help out in worship. And that's another thing. I don't know if you guys know, but I actually didn't try out for the youth worship team. Pastor just kind of put me in there and I want to say that that was god's doing because i was not i had no intention of trying out i probably was not going to because i tend to run away from worship from singing and something that i learned over the summer was that i need to accept that he designed me that way he designed me to be able to bring his presence down and it's time for me to stop running away from it and actually embrace it Because boy, have I been getting placed in situations where I have a mic in my hand and I have to sing and I don't even ask for it. It just happens. (laughs) Um, So that was one thing. But yeah, overall, another thing that he let me know is that I just need to obey him. That was another thing over the summer. I need to obey him and trust in him because he will leave me speechless and in awe every single time. And that was on the very last day. August 1st, he was like, you need to shut up, obey me, trust me, and I will leave you speechless. And I will leave you in awe every single time. So I just really encourage you guys to take those words for yourself as well. I mean, if you have anything in your life that needs to be taken away, go to him. If you are feeling doubtful, remember that he picked you. And if you don't know what you're doing, Just obey Him and trust in Him, and He will leave you completely surprised, just like He did with me. Thank you.
4: Greetings, church family. It's so good to be back in this house of the Lord, and I just want to say thank you to my to my pastors and to my church family for not only believing in all three of us but for praying for all of us while we were gone and sending us there i know i would not have had the opportunities that i had this summer without you guys without your support and your prayers throughout the way so i will share now what opportunities that you guys helped to grant me and the lord um First, I wanna start with why I have this passion to even be willing to go wherever the Lord sends me. And it really comes from the Lord's prayer, which is in Matthew six, specifically verse 10, when it says, but I'm gonna repeat, um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those whose trespass against us. Let us lean, not into our own temptations but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever amen this was something that we learned two years ago as a memory verse but in matthew six ten, it says thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and two years ago on july 7 2021 the Lord revealed to me to open my eyes in a worship service and he told me to look around. And when I looked around, every heart was fully committed to the Lord in the room. There was not one person distracted in the room or one person doing something for themselves, but they were all committed to like seeking the Lord and just worshiping him. And so with that, in my mind, it turned into, if I want to be someone to help bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth, it equals hearts fully committed to the Lord. When I looked around, when he told me to look around, everyone's heart was fully committed to the Lord. And we see in Second Chronicles 16.10, New Living Translation, it says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. What a fool you have been. From now on, you will be at war. And we see here, it says, um, he searches for those hearts that are fully committed to him. So we are actively participating in the kingdom of heaven when our hearts are fully committed to God. So whenever this opportunity arises, and you guys gave me that opportunity, and I, because the Lord has given me this revelation that I'm going to be fully committed to you, I entered this summer with an open door. It was like, Lord, I will do whatever you want. This summer is for you. I didn't know what to expect, but I was ready to go wherever he wanted to place me. And this is a is another confirmation on um, the fully committed and bringing heaven to earth and how do we do that we're fully committed in 2nd Chronicles seventeen six, it says his heart was courageous in the ways of the Lord and furthermore he took down high places in the ashram out of Judah and those are basically like false gods and shrines and things like that but his heart was courageous in the ways of the Lord and so Stepping into this summer with the opportunity that you guys have helped me to go into, I will start from Oklahoma and make my way all the way back to when we came back to Oklahoma and now here. Um, the first weekend in Oklahoma, on the second day of the internship, we ran into, this was our free day, but we ran into a homeless woman in the bathroom and we were able to pray with her for her and her husband. They did believe in Christ that he was resurrected And so we were able to pray that her and her husband would be a light to their friends who were also homeless people. This was in the Scissor Tail Park in Oklahoma City. And um, we were also able to pray over her ears and other health problems that she had going on with her body. But we were there praying and talking with this woman for about two hours that day, which was supposed to be our rest day. But we were there with her, and I'm very thankful that we had the opportunity And um, moving forward, in Oklahoma City, there were three words that the Lord highlighted to me. He hadn't confirmed them yet, but they were consistency, integrity, and wise counsel. And these will come to be confirmed over and over and over as I go on throughout the trip. But this is by the first week. Um, So those were those. And then I also struggled with being on time. Haley mentioned that she struggled because we would have to talk in the things, in the daily um, sessions where they would pour into us which I'm so thankful for they have so much wisdom and I'm thankful that our church is a a part of a bigger congregation that can sow into us as well Um, but I did struggle with my making sure that I had my personal time with Jesus but also being on time and being at it all day long and then barely getting any sleep and then turning around and doing it again and so um, thankfully the Lord gave me grace and and taught me how to keep walking in my faith with him. and now as we went to LA, we were able to do ministry with homeless people and we worked with the communion, or Union Rescue Center and Dream Center and I was able to pray with one woman who was in sex, sex trafficking like about two weeks before we went. And she was just rescued, so she was very fragile, very broken, and we were able to just pray a a prayer of protection over her and that all of those um, strongholds would just leave and all the fear and anxiety that it would happen again would leave. And she even had a five-year-old son who was in it with her. And so through this opportunity of you guys sending us, we got to be the hands, the heart, and the mind of Jesus to just, to just love on them. And so I thank you guys for being able to send us to just go and, and be, um, be with them and show them the love of Christ um, through actual just sitting and hugging and, and praying over one another. Um, and we also got to tell the kids that there's nothing better than Jesus through a kids camp. And that was a really awesome opportunity that we got because of you guys. Um, and moving forward to... Um, what the Lord was doing as we went to Peru. The first night that we made it finally, this was after the 15 hour trip from LA to Lima, Peru, three hours nights rest and five more hours of traveling, like getting to the airport and finally making it to um, Puerto Maldonado, which was on the other side of Peru. Um, the Lord had us um, in a worship service but it was a practice worship service and because I'm not on the worship team I finally had a chance to just lay it all at the altar because that was a long travel day and a lot was going on and we barely had any time to even sleep let alone get our quiet time with Jesus and so I was having a hard time just keeping it all together and keep moving but the lord um i knew that i had walls up so i gave them to him i was like lord i know these aren't from you i give them to you i lay them down at your altar um but i had more questions and obviously you know as we turn our face to him he comforts us he hugs us and he pours into us and he did refill me and i was filled with joy because we got our time and i was so thankful for it um and he also gave me green lights for when i come back home and things to start working on but one specific vision that he gave me when I came back after I had a debrief and I was like, Lord, where are these walls coming from? Because I know they're not from you. I'm not voluntarily putting them up, but my flesh is putting them up and I want to know the root of these so that I can get rid of them for good. And so he gave, I had my eyes closed and I was just worshiping and he gave me a vision of me in a hospital bed with nurses and doctors pushing me through a hospital hall. And the one word at the top was trauma. And it wasn't so much like a physical trauma where you need surgery to fix your body but it was a mental and emotional trauma and he told me that I wasn't getting surgery on a body part but I was getting surgery done in my mind that he was going to be the physician to do the surgery (laughs) to repair and restore and bring the healing so that my flesh wouldn't auto put up walls and so the Lord gave me that vision and it was I call it ripping off the band-aid this is what he did the first night when we were in Puerto Maldonado Um, we had many opportunities to do the kids camp like you guys saw and it was awesome just getting to tell the kids who their identity is in because you guys funding us praying for us and sending us and believing in all of us to go and do this and trusting us we thank you guys so much and um, then when we went to the other Peru location which is Marco, which is where david and sessie hodges are stationed they have a church there and we did a lot of kid ministries and we were able to tell all the kids about the miracles that we've witnessed and we were also able to testify to the faithfulness of god and that he is faithful even when we aren't faithful and you can find that in second timothy chapter 2 and um Yeah, so we just thank you guys for this opportunity to be able to go and share and spread and proclaim the faithfulness of our Lord and the miracles that we've witnessed ourselves. We've seen him straighten arms that don't straighten, rejuvenate um, joint capsules that don't rejuvenate on their own. He is our God and he is miracle working and we got to proclaim that to the kids in Peru. So thank you guys for giving us that opportunity. Um, And David, before leaving Peru, before we moved to Rome, David Hodges spoke to me specifically, um, his last words to me, and he commended my faith and my running after Christ and my seeking knowledge, but he told me to pay more attention and um, pay more respect, if you will, to the people that I wouldn't expect to give me the most knowledge, but who are right by me every day. And he said, like your mom? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And it was really good. It was a good reminder to um, truly just check in back home because I had only called in her like twice, and it's been a month now. And so it was a good reminder. And again, if you remember from Oklahoma City, consistency, integrity, and wise counsel. And all of those things come, they they just weave in all throughout this trip. Um, David's first words when we got to Peru were, oh, the two main things that... um, Like a person of God needs is consistency and integrity. And I was like, what? Because that was exactly what God was highlighting to me in Oklahoma City. And so it was just, it was crazy. God was going off with those words. So I believe that he has that for us too, that our integrity matters, our consistency with our integrity matters, and that our wise counsel and who we go to matters. Um, And so now moving to... To Rome. Again, we had a pretty long travel day because we went, it was actually about two days long. Um, we went from Peru to Rome, which was a big stretch. And first we went to Hungary and then Rome. So when I finally had the opportunity, I, I prayed, this was the first night again, I prayed that the Lord would wake me up so that I could s- spend a lot of time with Him and really just soak in His presence and kind of take a chill pill with Him. And um, when I did, the Lord really I I don't know if you guys have heard you probably have but there's the potter and the clay and the potter is forming the clay and if the clay is messed up and he needs to restart the potter will smush the clay all the way down and so this is what God did to me that morning on July 15th at around 6 a.m. so I was reading the word and it's somewhere that I read pretty often but in Proverbs 15 which was the proverb of the day in Proverbs fifteen twenty two, it says, Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. And with the three words that the Lord was giving me, um, consistency, integrity, and wise counsel, this literally just hit it right on the head. Whenever it says, Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Proverbs fifteen twenty two. And I knew that the Lord was revealing places in my life where I had not used the most wisdom that I could have, but He his grace was sufficient enough to make it effective, but he was showing me that there's a lot more effective ways that I can go about bringing heaven to earth, and representing his kingdom, and putting just more effort into representing his kingdom, and and perhaps more studying. We learned a lot in Hungary, which was the next place we'll go to, about contextualized theology, which is not everyone will respond the same way to one message, and, and it's forming the gospel to meet certain people so for the people in hungary where they are fresh out of communism and they still have a very they have high walls up you have to kind of you know change your way of reaching them and so we did that and the lord was showing me that wise counsel is why um i i need that to reach people more effectively and so the lord humbled me very much but he did smush the clay down and um he did tell me that as we go into this season of transition, as we're back home, that it's a time where he's going to be rebuilding. And he's going to be, he even told me to rebuild the walls in my family. And I know Ev mentioned that things inside are what affect us outside. And so um, I'm getting ahead of myself a bit. But um, that will be, I will expand it whenever I get to the hungry stories. Um, but in, in Rome, we were able to do outreach, and I was able to um, pray with two other brothers in Christ and I, and we were able to pray for a man who was Muslim. And he said that he had ankle pain and he had a lower back pain. And we were able to pray for him in the name of Jesus, even though he kept on proclaiming that he was Muslim. Um, And he walked away with no limp so we don't know but we know that our God is powerful and that at least if anything seeds were planted and again this is because you guys trusted us believed in us prayed for us and sent us so we thank you Um, and so now in Hungary after we went back we were able to just build relationships with these kids Um, again it's a lot different because they are fresh out of communism so they still have that those walls up and it's a lot different there than it is here and so I was thankful that the Lord was making me pay attention to how consistent we are in our relationships um, what our integrity is like and then also our wise counsel and how important it is so I was able to take the advice and the wise counsel from our leaders to build these relationships in ways that weren't going to um, scare away the kids there that we want to reach and that we want to build relationships with and, and touch and spread the Lord with. And so through all of this, um, I even was able to call back home again. And that's when the Lord really told me that. Um, it's time to start rebuilding the walls of my family and i believe that he wants to tell us all that that it's time that we really pay attention to what is going on inside that we that we pay attention close attention to how we are fostering those relationships closest to us even like david hodges was telling me and so so i encourage us all to rebuild the the walls of our families and what i mean by that is those relationships are really important and our integrity in those relationships and our consistency with those relationships are really important. And it's important that we, if we don't know, we get wise counsel. And it, it probably is a good idea, even if you think you know, to get wise counsel, because five heads are way better than one. And so I hope that if you if you got anything from today, it's to rebuild those walls of the, th- of the family and just pay attention to how consistent you are and how much your integrity is being held up. And how much wise counsel you're getting about it. So, I thank you guys so much for sending us. And I pray that through this transition that we can all be rebuilding and that it'll be a time of healing for us all. Thank you, bye.
1: Eva Bailey, and Haley, would you come and stand up here beside me? They talked about three distinct things, each one of them. Haley talked about overcoming fear and how the Spirit of God set her free from that fear. And if you notice, she spoke with great confidence today because God's done a work in her life. So Haley, would you go right down there and stand to my left? Ava talked about unforgiveness and bitterness and how God has enabled enabled her to search her heart to bring change in those areas. Ava, would you come stand right in front of me? And Bailey talked about the walls that had to come down, the walls that had to go up. Walls that keep people out and walls that keep people in. Bailey, would you get right over there? Stand with me this morning. It's very possible and more than possible, likely, that many in this room have dealt with one of those three things or even all three of those things. But if you're here this morning and fear has bound you and held you back from doing what God has asked you to do, just you come right over here by Haley? She's going to pray for you. And as she prays, God is going to touch you and set you free. Don't wait for someone else. You come right now. If you're in this room, you've dealt with unforgiveness, bitterness. It's been a part of your life for years. Come and stand right in front of Ava. She's going to pray for you. And God's going to break those chains and set you free. And if you're here today and you have dealt with walls, A lot that need to come down and relationships that need to be rebuilt. Come and stand in front of Bailey. She's going to pray for you. Would you do that right now? Just step out and come. As Tom begins to sing, respond to the Spirit of God and let him minister in your heart and in your life. Go ahead, ladies. Begin praying for these people. God speaking to you, continue to step out and come this morning. This is your time we made a great investment these three young girls and I say investment because that's exactly what it was and now we're seeing the dividends the return on that investment and I believe we'll continue to see the return on that investment in the months and the years to come because God has a special plan for each one of these three way back I believe it was in January I began talking to them first to Haley about the awakening asking her to pray about it talk to her parents to see if this is something god would have her to do and then to ava the same thing maybe a couple weeks later a month later and then to bailey ava came back shortly and said yes i think god wants me to do this then haley came back and said yes i think god wants me to do this and really just about Five, six, seven weeks before they were to depart, Bala came and said, I think God wants me to do this. The investment in their lives will continue to break eternal dividends and eternal rewards. God will do a great thing in them. So before you leave today, and we're going to pray over our children and educators in just a moment, but before you leave today, Make sure that you greet these young ladies, welcome them home. Tell them you're so thankful for what God has done in them. About a year and a half ago, Yvonne made the decision that Yvonne and I made the decision that we're going to pour our lives into our students, the thirty and under group. This is a part of that dividend coming out to play now. We're proud, we're thankful for what God has done in their lives, and we love each one of these girls so very, very much. And I look forward to leading them, helping them fulfill that calling on their life the months and the years ahead. You know, our family is distanced from us. They're over a thousand miles away. But God has given us grandkids right here. We're so thankful. So thankful. As these continue to pray, if you're a student here this morning at any level, from kindergarten, clear through doctoral studies, if you're an educator, a teacher at any level, if you're an administrator at any level, would you step out and come? We want to pray over you this morning and speak God's blessing over your life as the new school year begins. Step out and come right now. We're going to pray for you and pray over you. stretch your hands this way, and would you pray with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the anointing of the Spirit of God to flow each and every one of these individuals. We pray that this year would be the year that they break out of fear and uncertainty, that the walls come down, and they're able to be effective and powerful witnesses for you in the classroom and on the campus. We pray, Lord, that you would empower each student, each teacher, each administrator regardless of where they are serving, to first and foremost serve the kingdom of God. Impress upon them, this is your will, this is your calling, this is their time to step into that anointing. And use them on campuses across our city to touch hearts and to touch lives. For those joining us online, use them on campuses across this nation to see lives touched and changed by the power of Jesus Christ. Fill them, Lord, with confidence. Fill them, Lord, with courage. Enable them to stand and declare, this is my God and I will testify of him. We rebuke the forces of darkness, the lies of the enemy that so often prevail in hearts and minds in these situations. And we declare to these students and educators and teachers freedom and liberty from the lie of Satan. Lord, we know what the government has said, but we serve a God that's greater than the government, and we will declare your goodness and your mercy. We will testify to all that you can do and have done. We will not be slack concerning every promise you have given to us. And now we encourage them to go in the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God most high fill you, flow through you, and enable you this year you will be a difference maker this year God will use your voice your testimony to bring students educators, teachers, administrators to Jesus Christ this year will be a year when you'll come and say look what the Lord has done and I thank God for all that he's done in my heart and in my life amen we're going to give him praise we're going to give him glory we're going to worship him every single day and magnify his name knowing that today is a new day this year is a new year and we're going to rejoice in all that God is doing Haley and Ava would you come I haven't heard this song for two months we'll wait just a moment Haley's praying for someone else I haven't heard this song for two months, so Wednesday nights, I told Haley, you know, we need to sing my song Sunday morning. Those of you who have been here in a long time, you know what it is. I thank God. So we're going to sing it out. We're going to rejoice. Some of you are going to dance. We're going to thank God for all that he's doing in our hearts and in our lives today. Ava, grab your mic. Ladies, come on up here. We're going to go ahead and sing it. Haley will join us in just a moment when she concludes praying for this individual. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change?
0: Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sherer Road in Tallahassee a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.